This is episode 128 of How to Human, and I was talking to a friend last night about her risk aversion. We, she self-reported her risk aversion as 98 out of 100, with 100 being the most risk averse humanly possible. And she didn't like it. She felt it held her back. And being somebody who gives unsolicited, unsolicited advice, I gave her some unsolicited advice on what to do about it. And I thought it was worth sharing. What do you do when you have unconscious habits that you don't like and hold you back and you wish you didn't have? Number one, journal about all the times that you did those things that you don't like so that you're reminded of them and it takes up a larger part of your awareness, all those instances and how they bothered you and as you journal what you could have or should have done differently and this is just this, the first part because in the end here's the big giant picture is that we have unconscious habitual reactions and we want to turn them into conscious non-habitual reactions and so as example, this friend is scheduled to fly to Portugal in a week and a half. She didn't want to go because of coronavirus fears, which is insane in terms of where coronavirus exists, where you can get it, the potential problems, potential side effects, and that Portugal is no less safe than where she is now. And it's this, it's similar. I have an aunt who, very well-meaning, uh, a bit sheltered politically, emotionally, culturally, but she doesn't like it when I go overseas because it's dangerous. So I'm not gonna change her. She's, <laughs> she's not crazy. Um, she's sheltered and she'll never hear this podcast. But my point is, sometimes we're irrational and we know it. And we think, I wish that was different. And the first thing we do is understand how often it's affecting us and what we could do differently. Once we know what we could do differently in past situations, we pattern recognize what we can do correctly in new situations. And then it becomes making hard choices. And by hard choices, I mean being in the situation and making a different choice than the habitual choice. And it's gonna hurt, it has to hurt. So if you're super risk averse, that means doing something that risks disappointing someone else more than likely. And as I explained this, she said, that means I need to risk disappointing my parents. I said, yep, it does. Doesn't want to do that. Um, I'm, as I've discussed before, I'm shy. What does that mean? I've got to go do unshy things. Don't want to do them because I'm shy and I do them anyway. And I have an idea of what to do based on 
visualizing based on journaling past situations where I didn't behave the way that I thought I should or could have. I wish I'd done something different. And so it's about taking the unconscious and making it conscious. Here are the things that I would do if I wasn't really thinking about it because they are my pattern. And then breaking that pattern by doing something different and then doing it over and over and over again. If we live unconsciously with old habits and old patterns, we just stay the same, which is fine if those patterns serve us. It's fine. I don't care. I mean, well, if they serve you, then you're great. And if you don't want to make any improvements, that's fine too. And some people just aren't happy. The point of my friend was that she wasn't happy with the risk aversion because it has a negative impact on her life. Being shy has a negative impact on my life. And that means you have a choice there. I mean, live with the negative impact or make a change. And those who want to squeeze the drops of happiness out of life, out of the towel, then they'll do what's necessary to be happier. Because sometimes you can have a couple of years of pain. Do you have a couple of years? Sometimes. Maybe sometimes it's three weeks. I like to do some kind of personal development project, which is what I'm talking about. These are all ways to make yourself happier, to get over this default behavior that you have adapted, adopted. So if you want to get that long-term happiness through short-term pain, then you do difficult things. And it has to be difficult. And that means you have to put your desire for immediate gratification aside, near-term happiness. And fewer and fewer, fewer and fewer people are willing to do that because fewer and fewer people are capable of that level of discipline because that's what that requires. Walking through difficult times requires discipline. And that is not an emotional thing. If I want to go, I don't know, to a party and tell this story really loudly and make myself the center of attention, which I don't do. And it's like, isn't something that's part of my thing, but let's just take it as an example and imagine somebody who's really shy. I'm not really shy. I'm 7.25 out of 10 shy. And I'm working on that. And, but let's just say that that's scary, right? Maybe for some people, this would be like speaking in front of an audience. Okay. So that's a more, much more common fear. And you can do it and put your emotions aside and have the discipline of preparing and then whatever self-soothing techniques you have, but to actually execute. Execution, of course, is the element that's most important. And the more emotional you are, the more you look for good feelings, the more you pull away from that temporary pain, the less likely you are to transcend it and 
the more likely you are to get stuck in your habitual patterns. I don't want to do that because it's going to be hard or I don't, I mean, I don't want to in and of itself is how people would mostly stop, but then you ask them why. It would be scary or it would be difficult or I don't know. And look, you can be whatever you want to be. We choose to do things that make sense to us. And whether or not it makes sense to do hard things in the course of growing oneself, it's up to each individual. And I'm only noting that this is how it's done. This is what personal growth looks like. This is what, and personal growth is so kitschy. Like it, it actually has a meaning. What I'd rather say is, this is what bettering yourself looks like. And everybody should be better. If you're not better, if you're staying the same, then you're staying stuck in, I, I guess I gotta say mediocrity. I guess I gotta say that. I think it's incumbent upon everybody to be their best self because strong groups are made up of strong people and it's weak people who are overly burdened by their insecurities. And we all have insecurities. Dave Esmond, I don't have insecurities. Yes, you do. Of course you do. If you think you don't have insecurities, arrogance might be one of your insecurities. Like the, it might be one of your problems that you need to overcome. Um, so anyway, that is the end of this short How to Human podcast. If you have comments or death threats, send those to howtohumancdt at gmail.com. If you hate this podcast, give it five stars. If you like this podcast, give it five stars. And either way, share it with your friends and tell them they should listen because they'll probably hate it. And everybody needs to do something they hate because growth comes through pain. And that's the end of this How to Human podcast.